0: Welcome to the Lost Roman Heroes podcast. My name is Matthew Storm. I'm here with my son. Hi, Mateo. Mateo (laughs) says that I sound too robotic, so... In this, our episode number three, I'm gonna make a real effort, Matteo, to be less robot-y. I think that's that's a good approach. I feel like you're heading the right way. Good, very good. Yeah. So this is episode three on Romulus, the mythical, or maybe historical founder. Historical, um, shrouded in, in myth, kind of. You know. I mean, I think there's truth to that because we we know some things. We know some things about him through archaeology. That but is definitely a fact, we know he, he was a real human that lived. Do we know he was a real human?
1: I mean, there was probably a person, there was probably a Romulus in history, maybe not named Romulus, but there there is a person responsible for the namesake of Rome, I guess the founding king. Um,
0: for sure. There was there was a founding king, and similar to the, what we discussed last week when we were talking about Aeneas, the Romans themselves believed in Romulus. So whether or not he was mythical or true, their entire worldview and their sense of themselves began with first Aeneas, and then his descendant, Romulus. It kind of gave them a, a bit of manifest destiny, like
1: when you think about it, like really similar to the American expansionism. I think that's very well put. Descendant from like the, a higher entity, I guess, what they were thinking.
0: F- first descended from Troy, and then the well, blood the gods, of gods, if you think yeah, about it. Descending that is true. From
1: deities, then to the golden city, high walls of Troy, and uh,
0: then to good old Romulus. You yeah. know? So let's start out with good old Romulus, and in every podcast, we try to, before we get going in the history of the character themselves, let's orient ourselves in in history a little bit. So, on the map in this episode, we're in central Italy, somewhere along the Tiber River, where there's a, a little island sitting in the middle of the Tiber, and there were many, many settlements from the Bronze Ages, around 1000 BC, up and down the Tiber, but one turned out to be special. One would dominate the world itself. And right now, in terms of chronology, we're talking around 700 or so B.C. Right. right? Because the Romans themselves said that in 753 B.C., the city was founded. So let's let's get into it. Right. So there were two brothers in a place called Albalonga that we talked about in our last episode yeah, which is Aeneas's settlement that he founded or was king of right founded founded by Aeneas ruled by Aeneas in Latium in Latium and if you go to our website www.lostromanheroes.com and if you go to the maps page maps and images you'll see something very interesting. And I'm going to pull it up here. Why don't you pull it up on your laptop while we're here talking? Sure. Go to our website. Yeah. And so if you go to Maps and Images, in every episode, we're going to try to post a few kind of important images, including maps, that relate to the episode. And on the very top right now, you're going to see a family tree. and. Let's start out with the family tree because this puts Romulus and Remus in perspective and it also helps you sort of understand how far fetched the story is. Yeah. So you have this Aeneas guy that we talked about last week. And then after Aeneas, we have how many generations here? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen.
1: 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Until we get to Romulus and Remus. 14.
0: So, 14 generations after Aeneas fled Troy, settled in Italy, married a king's daughter, founded Alba Longa, he had a descendant named Numitor, who was the king of Alba Longa. And Numitor had a brother, Amulius. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing any of that properly. And Amulius booted Numitor off the throne. Right. And Numitor had kids and he had grandchildren. He had a daughter
1: who, uh, so claimed the Romans, had an affair with the god Mars, or Ares, known in Greek mythology, the god of war. And out came Romulus and Remus. Uh, So also demigods, just like Aeneas.
0: So renewing renewing the godliness and yeah, their and the, their line. You know, Roman hubris. That's powerful is, stuff. Yeah. And that's something that they took to the grave. That you know? is something that they took to the grave. So this Romulus and Remus, Amulius, who was now on the throne in, in Albalanga, looked at the grandchildren of his brother that he had deposed and said, These guys are potentially a threat. And he ordered that they were to be taken to the Tiber River and disposed of. Right? But they got to the Tiber, or the person that took them to the Tiber, looked at the river, and the river was in flood at this point. And he felt like he couldn't get all the way to the river, so he said, I'll just leave these two kids out here under a tree, sort of on the edge of the flooded river, and eventually they're going to die, one way or the other. But they didn't die. As a trope, or a tale as, as old as time. A tale as old as time. They didn't die because they were saved by a wolf, according to legend. A she-wolf. A she-wolf in who, the Aeneid. Who mothered them. Now, the she-wolf, I don't know if you know this, Matteo, but I was reading for this episode, and in Latin, lupe, which is the same word for or wolf as it is in in modern italian meant something else in latin what a prostitute Uh, so there's this alternative theory that maybe a lady of the night stumbled across these two babies took pity on them and took them into her home and suckled them fed them and and brought them them and raised them that's exactly that
1: would be a pretty funny uh change to the story there
0: it would be a funny change to the story but in some ways maybe it makes more sense than a wild she-wolf i I bet
1: maybe that imagine if that was the truth and i mean romulus and remus were so tired of people like gossiping about their mom so they just (laughs) they just just, just forgot about it 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 was a she-wolf made up the story about the wolf or maybe maybe she looked like a she-wolf and that's what people said
0: that's could be maybe
1: maybe maybe it was just a a random lady and Mm -hmm. that was the joke of the town maybe She she was the town tart Maybe should the town tart... That looked like a she-wolf. Looked like a she-wolf. This probably not a very successful.
0: Came probably not very successful <laughs> not, at her job, unless they were really desperate. Not a lot of good business. And, and took care of these two babies. So, I kind of like that story, because the original story was written, as we said, in the Aeneid, but one of the things we didn't talk about when we discussed the Aeneid in our last episode is that the Aeneid was written by Virgil. But that Virgil was a very good friend of Rome's first emperor. Of Augustus. Of Augustus. Octavius. And Augustus actually commissioned the Aeneid. So paid so he, Virgil. he commissioned
1: an epic He to give his name a little more prestige behind it. An epic piece of propaganda. So he just wanted to claim he came from a god, basically. Yeah. Sounds like Augustus.
0: He did. It sounds a lot like Augustus, yeah. and it sounds like his adopted great uh, his uncle uh, Julius, Julius Caesar's well. father. Adopted father. Sounds like the Julio
1: Claudia. Yeah, Sounds yes. like them.
0: So I don't think this wasn't a new story when, when Caesar came along and, and Augustus thereafter. But it but wasn't set in stone. It wasn't exactly. put in the history books. It was not put in the history books, and it wasn't necessarily linked to their family because this is a little bit of a parentheses here in our story, but in the Aeneid Augustus isn't directly mentioned, but there is a moment, and we talked about it in our last episode, when Aeneas arrives in Italy and he gets taken down into the underworld. He gets a little glimpse of the future, we said, and there's a quote from this moment where Aeneas is in the underworld and he's been told that his line is going to go on to found this remarkable place called Rome and the Sybil that's talking to him and showing him the future says, here is the man who's coming you so often hear prophesized. Here is Augustus Caesar, son of a god, the man who will bring back the golden years and extend Rome's empire. So this is a piece of political propaganda that's just its super heavy-handed. A little self-indulgence. Completely, but it's so typical of Augustus. He was not a subtle guy. So I guess my point is that uh this story that's come down to us is really the story that Augustus wanted us to hear about how his line, his royal line uh, descended from from Troy. So anyways, and of the gods I guess and and of the gods very much very much of the gods because he himself was a god, claimed to be a god and was made a god and he, he was, was deified. Made a god. he was indeed. So Romulus and Remus. They grew up in the house of the town tart, and uh, actually they grew up in the house of a guy named Faustulus who used to work for uh, Numitor's brother. And once they grew up, they were formidable young men and they decided that they wanted to help their grandfather reclaim his throne and they did. Even though we don't know a lot in terms of the details of the fight, uh, but they were able to restore Numitor to the throne of Alba Longa. That was quick, yeah. You know, all in a day's work. Went from living in a brothel to
1: restoring their deposed grandfather.
0: But what was interesting, or what I thought was interesting, was they didn't stay with Grandpa. Like that would have been a cushy life. Grandpa's yeah. the king, hang out in Abalanga, take it easy. It's too easy for Romulus and Remus. Too easy for these guys. So they decided to return to the site of their abandonment. Their banishment. Their banishment. Their near-death experience on the edge of the Tiber and they founded a settlement or actually they founded two two settlements one one for each brother one for each brother each brother took a hill with his followers first of all how did they get followers that's something I don't understand
1: I mean they're easy guys to follow you know (laughs) descended (laughs) of the gods themselves that
0: that is true that is true I guess if we were descended from gods, we we could have followers too. There must have been some really gullible people in Latium. I suspect that's the case. Yeah, There were some gullible guys. And, And maybe people felt closer to the gods then, that the gods walked amongst them. So you had Romulus on one hilltop, Remus on another, and Romulus said, Hey, listen, I'm going to build a little tiny wall around my hilltop just to show that this is my territory. Like a fence almost like a little fence but you get the sense that it was really little like so yeah. little you could sort of step over it if you wanted to
1: yeah and,
0: and that was a point that
1: I guess Remus wanted to make he made he poked fun at his brother by hopping over the wall
0: a few times didn't he he did and Romulus didn't take kindly to it so right. de- depending upon what history you read either at that point Romulus's followers decided to kill Remus or, or Romulus and, himself killed Remus. Or Romulus himself killed his brother. Which is not a very brotherly thing to do. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. It not a very brotherly thing to do, but apparently it didn't bother Romulus's followers because he was their leader and shortly thereafter, or shortly before, was named King, Rex. Rex which is a name that or a title that we know well because it survived now for 3,000 some odd years but the first rex of Rome was Romulus. So they had they had a pretty good thing going. They had a nice hilltop view of the river but they had one humongous problem because Romulus's followers tended to be just guys. He had a bunch of guys in the settlement. Bunch of dudes. Bunch of dudes. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with a bunch of dudes. You're hanging out with your best buddies. But then a lot of testosterone. Tons of testosterone, which is good for killing people, getting into fights. Yeah. You know, you can imagine the level of aggression was running high. But they had one tiny little problem. Offspring. Offspring. They could have no offspring. That and hanging out with a bunch of dudes 24 hours a day, I, I imagine... You
1: know I bet everyone's probably giving with some questionable eyes <laughs> <laughs> in the settlement like well okay like, I've been here for a few months but all right buddy I haven't seen any women yet <laughs> and Romance is just like come on guys it's all right like, <laughs> it's fun guys.
0: yeah let's let's you know sharpen our swords and and uh and, and build this wall a yeah, little like, bit more yeah like,
1: Romance like what are we going to do with our offspring you know like guy like we could try you know like that's not how it works,
0: Romulus. Like, yeah, that's not how it works. So they yeah. they gave they gave Romulus a little lesson in biology, and Romulus realized that he was bummed out. Man. He was he was bummed. Ah, oh, guys, <laughs> what? It doesn't like, come on. Yeah. Like, you get the sense they were kind of sitting in their <laughs> their headquarters, like in the treehouse, yeah, and like, ah, like, oh, Romulus, man. it's a little weird. Like the settlement only
1: has walls and a bathhouse. Like, yeah, like, what's going on?
0: Yeah. So Romulus was a smart guy, and he decided that okay. I acknowledge that things are not perfect here. We have a tiny little problem. We need some girls, and so he formulated this very—I was going to say—shrewd. It's not really shrewd. It's kind of—it's kind of mind-boggling, which is—he organized a little festival and invited the neighbors. And a bunch of neighbors came, uh, neighboring towns, including a town or a small kingdom, which was the Sabines. And the Sabines, or the Sabines, were uh, happy to join the festival and they showed up on the Palatine Hill with their entire people. The entire tribe showed up. You know, guys, girls, kids, and the festival begins. But then, with a prearranged signal, the Roman military swoops down on the festival and snatches the women from all the tribes, including the Sabines. And in history or in myth, this is known as the rape of the Sabines. And there are many paintings uh, that, if you just Google it, you'll see a really uh, kind of a, a dramatic, well, it's called the rape. So it's not pretty. So, Romulus, up until this point, what has he done? helped his grandfather get the throne back, uh, murdered his brother, and founded his town. Founded a town and organized a mass kidnapping abduction. That's exactly right. Um because it's not really it doesn't seem like a rape when you read the history, but it is certainly an abduction and not a friendly gesture. So you can imagine that after this, the the satelines were not terribly happy about this. Yeah, it doesn't do wonders for your reputation. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It doesn't do great things for your reputation. I don't know what he was expecting, to be honest. So so the Savines and and the other tribes around Rome organized... uh, The Latin tribes, right? the, The Latin tribes, that's right. The Savines and the Latins organized an attack. And it took them a year to prepare. And finally, they laid siege to Rome. They occupied the Capitoline Hill... Uh, and a ferocious battle unfolded. Romulus was actually leading the defense, so this was not a king sitting on a throne sending his generals out. He was right there in the thick of it. And in the middle of the battle, which at some point was going badly for the Romans, Romulus said uh, a prayer to Jupiter, saying something to the effect of, Jupiter, if you help me destroy these guys, I'm going to build you the very best temple. And Jupiter was his uh, his grandpa, wasn't it? When you think about it, if his dad was Mars. Oh, that's an interesting point. On gramp's door. I hadn't thought about that. So yeah, he was it was his godly grandfather. So the tide of the battle turned and Romulus built a temple to Jupiter and he dedicated it to Jupiter Stator. Stator means the sustainer in Latin. So he was sustained by Jupiter. And the Romans prevailed. That temple doesn't exist anymore, but we think we know where the remains of it are somewhere next to the Arch of Titus. So in the middle of this battle the Sabines are now on the retreat and it looks like this is going to be a fight to the very death. The women that they had abducted, the Sabine women, rush into the middle of the battlefield. They've been a year now with their new husbands and they confront their old husbands dressed in black so the the women were all dressed in black and basically convinced Romulus and the king of the Sabine's whose name was Tatius to settle their dispute they basically said we don't want uh you know we've we've all lost enough already can't we all just be friends which is a, the weirdest of the weird yeah shows a uh, they're pretty mature huh they're super mature but they the, imagine they're with the new husband that abducted them 12 months ago, but I guess things are going pretty well. Yeah. They're, they're having yeah. a good time. Like Tinder. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot like Tinder. And they they kind of show up to their old, you know, and stand in front of their old husbands who are, you can imagine, drenched in blood, holding swords. Tired. Tired, ready to fight to the death, probably about to be destroyed by Romulus and the Romans, and say, guys, can, can we all just get along? and according to legend they did. So Thaddeus king of the Sablines, and Romulus king of the Romans decide to make peace and not only make peace but decide to rule the Sabline and Roman kingdom jointly. So the first king of Rome was joined by the second king uh, and they ruled together well wisely and in peace until Taddeus was killed in battle five years later, at which point Romulus went back to being the sole ruler of Rome. All the fun was ruined. All the fun was ruined, but, but really the fun was was just beginning. Um, but we don't know much about the fun, because there's not a great amount of detail in legend or myth or in history about what happens after Thaddeus' death and the rest of Romulus's rule until he dies, sort of, I think he disappears in a windstorm, and that's the end of Romulus and the first king of windstorm. Rome. In a windstorm. In a windstorm. Like there's no, he's not stabbed to death, he doesn't die in bed, he just sort of disappears. I don't know, maybe he's whisked away to you know to, to, to dwell amongst the gods. So, so that's the end of the first king of Rome, that's the end of Romulus's life. And after Romulus, there were six more kings, at which point the republic was born. But in another, like funny enough, though
1: not Latin kings, right? I think there was like one or two more, but the rest were Etruscans.
0: No, there. I think there was one Latin king in within the. I think Tullus Hostilius was was a Latin king, and the rest were Etruscans. Yeah, the. Most definitely, the La- sorry it was Servius Tullius. Yeah, Servius Tullius was the was the Latin king, and then there were four Etruscan kings and maybe two more Latins after Romulus, but we don't really know. The point is, for the for the Romulus, Numus Pompilius, and Tullus Hostilius were the ne- were the first three kings, and we think that they were Latin kings, but we know nothing about them. So that they they may well have been simply mythical kings. But the following four kings were definitely historical figures. And the last one was Tarquinius Superbus. And we're going to talk about him a little bit in our next episode. But the weird thing about this, or when you, you think about how so much of this is, is mythical, there were seven kings that lasted 250 years. That's how many years per king? Um, Wait, just bring this question on me. Uh, <laughs> it's okay
1: 33 school started 30, 33, this week 66 99 <laughs> times two I, like, i'm gonna give you sorry, some time <laughs> maybe 30, 33 or something like that okay <laughs> we think about seven <laughs> divided by 200 yeah 35 33 okay like that. all right perfect so five that-
0: years What's the probability that seven kings ruled on average for 35 years each in a world in which life expectancy was probably about 35 years? It's low. But whatever. It's okay. It's not a big deal. The point is, that is the life of Romulus. And the big question, and we've been dancing around it is, is is, is this all myth? Was he a man? Uh, what can we say actually about this guy? So the, the Romans said that they founded the city in 753 BC and the original archaeological remains of the city of Rome show up around the same time. So you were saying this earlier, and, and it seems to me that you're right. Was there a guy named Romulus? Was there not? We, we don't know, but we know that there was a first king of Rome and that Rome as a, as a settlement, as an organized settlement, showed up around that period of time. So maybe. But here's another interesting thing, and if you go back to our website at lostromanheroes.com, we go back to lostromanheroes.com for a second, and if you scroll down to the next, the second, Im- sorry, the third, fourth image, the last image for this episode, you're gonna see a really cool 3D scan of an area in the Roman form. So the, the Romans said that Romulus was real, and the Romans said that Romulus was buried in the Roman Forum, And for many centuries, they used to pray at a tomb that was lost in time. So all we knew were that there were stories about them praying to the tomb at the tomb of Romulus until about 10 years ago when a tomb was actually discovered underneath the steps of the Senate House in the Roman Forum. And in in that image, you're going to see a a, a scan of the ground underneath uh, the Senate House. So that tomb dates to more or less the time in which we were told by the Romans that Romulus lived. What do you think about that? So maybe. Maybe. I mean, I thought he disappeared in a windstorm, but... Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But there's a little glitch, though. Archaeologists actually went down into the tomb. Oh, and? The tomb's empty. Oh, so... What
1: does that mean? I don't know. know. uh, They just built the tomb and forgot to bury him there?
0: No, or he was buried and the tomb was robbed. Or maybe he just got... Robbing robbing a tomb in the Roman form seems a little more tricky, though. It does seem a little tricky. Not only that, but the tomb was built over... You know, when was the... The Senate House was built... I forget which emperor built it, but the Senate House has been there for 2,000 years or so. So when they built the Senate House, did they know they were building it over Romulus' tomb? Um, I'm not
1: sure, you know? I mean, how much did the ground level rise by then, if we're thinking like 600 odd years or so after?
0: It's probably, I don't know, at least 10 feet or so. I'm not sure. It's a mystery. It's a mystery, but I guess it means that this Romulus myth can't be dismissed quite so easily. Maybe there's some substance to it. Maybe there was a Romulus or a Romulus-like character, figure, that actually did step up and found Rome. But we may never know. So th- there's there's another alternative alternative theory for Romulus, which is... Romulus could be the name of the first king. Romulus may also mean, in Latin, man from Rome or man of Rome. But there's a third theory, which is that the name for Rome came from the Etruscan name for the river Tiber, which is the Ruman. And so maybe, maybe, Romulus is some kind of combination of the three of these things. But at the end of the day, I don't think any of it really matters in the sense that the Romans believed the Romans believed in the same way that they believed in Aeneas they believed in Romulus and it was the bedrock upon which they built the stories and the histories that sustained them over many centuries. And the pride that they carried up until they fell in Constantinople. That's very true that the myth of Romulus would exist and resonate from the founding to the very end in 1453. 753 to 1453, that's 2000 plus years of a founding story that continued to resonate over the centuries. So I guess for the purposes of our podcast, myth or history, it almost doesn't matter. That story is powerful enough and real enough to say that Romulus was a real man. Yeah, probably. Right? There was a Romulus. There was a Romulus. Most definitely, I think. I agree. We've decided. There it is. There was a Romulus. And that's what we know about him. So now it's time for for the ranking. So we start with Romulus's military success. How big was his military success? It's hard to gauge, right? Because we don't
1: really know the. We don't really know how strong the Sabines were, and we don't have. We, we know nothing of his conflict with his uncle. So it's a little hard to gauge. We just know that he won a victory against the Sabines.
0: Well, we know. First, we know he put Grandpa back on the throne. Rolling. So, their success, they restored their grandfather to the throne. Uh, Romulus killed his brother in battle. I don't know if you get positive or negative points for that.
1: Was it in battle, though?
0: Well, it may have been a one-on-one battle. It might have just been a fight. Brother on brother. It could have been. I mean, that's just speculation, because
1: we have no idea, to be honest. That's true. We don't. I always just imagine that he just killed him, like murdered him.
0: Yeah, and that's not military success. That's no, just... It's like subterfuge. That's, that's being a beast. Or yeah. Not a very nice guy. All right, so that doesn't count. We know he defeated the Sabines, and that was a huge battle. Yeah, I mean, very, yeah, yeah. He did beat the Sabines, And he was personally involved in that battle. He led his troops, his followers, into battle. And he won a great victory. And he won a great victory, and then he won a great peace. So... sure he did get the the long end of the stick. So he deserves credit for that. And then we know he kept Rome safe until his death, so um, there must have been other battles, other fights along the way that he won, and the truth is, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Rome continued. So, alright. In other words, we're ranking here on a score of 0 to 10 for military success, and I think he did better than Aeneas. Oh, well, Aeneas didn't really get involved yeah. in a lot of military Yeah, things. he didn't do. I agree. No, Aeneas didn't do much. I think this guy did. We just don't know a lot about it, so I'm willing to give him at least an average, maybe a little above average score. I'm going to give him a 6. I'll agree with you. I'll give him a 6 as well. Okay. 6 for military success. Political success. Well, he established Rome. He established the kingship. He established the, the, the Roman hubris, which is was super uh,
1: important to their identity. Very much so. Yeah, maybe, the, maybe that was more Augustus, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think Augustus, but but Romulus came up with the idea of we are a people, and this is our place, and these are the structures of government, and those structures of government lasted for seven kings. Oh yeah, and some of them continued into the republic itself. So, I think he did very well, politically. Yeah, okay, yeah, I think so too. Um, I don't know if I, I don't think I would give him a 10, but I'm thinking eight, seven, eight, eight. Wait, I could settle, I could settle for an eight. Yeah, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm going eight as well. Now, this is, this is one of my favorites. Which is how high does he score on the cool hero factor? Was Romulus a cool dude? I mean
1: he was immortalized, so for the Romans anyways. hmm He seems like like as I, like if I was there like in Rome, I mean he seems like he can't like take a joke very well. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> murdered his brother over like, a little yeah. funny games, like he's just being teased. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe you do get the feeling that Remus
0: was just teasing him. Yeah. He's like, buddy, what's up with this wall? I can step over the wall. I will kill you.
1: Guess he, Yeah, I guess he was a little insecure masculinity
0: there. Yeah, which is not cool. A beta male. Yeah, that's not cool, right? I think yeah. cool is you're, you feel comfortable with yourself. You laugh at yeah. Remus when he steps over the wall. Hey, yeah. good point, Remus. Maybe we should build it a little higher. Then you jump over his or something like yeah. that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Killing him, I mean... Yeah. It's kind of a lame thing to do, huh?
0: Yeah, kind of lame, and like it makes you seriously question his mental stability. Like, yeah, and question like his
1: uh, his security, self-esteem. Ethics maybe maybe morals. He, was, he didn't have some good self-esteem, you know? Yeah. So That's why he said he came from a... I mean, if everybody in the town was making fun of him for having a mother that was a, a, a prostitute that looked like a she-wolf, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I'd be a little you, insecure, you, too. You have a
0: chip on your shoulder. Yeah. And I think you can't and be a cool hero Napoleon, with a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. All right, so this, so I'm going to score him low on this one, and I'm thinking like kind of a loser, kind of a loser, exactly. Yeah, successful, but not a guy you want to hang out with. Yeah,
1: and so, he has no no female compatriots. I mean, you you, you pull up to his uh, his establishment, and it was all men. Yeah. You know, he reminds me of a little bit Ooh.
0: the the in Game of Thrones. The, the younger brother of Robert what's his name Stannis. Stannis. or uh, the youngest of the middle brother no it's the middle Stannis. brother yeah he reminds me a little bit of Stannis. yeah like competent capable but really uptight and yeah. not somebody you want to like and have a beer super with. insecure you know uh, and super insecure it's not fun not fun to be around kind yeah. of kills the mood all right I'm gonna give him a two yeah I'm gonna give him a two as well or, yeah or, or even lower I don't know maybe maybe it's like a one There's nothing cool about him. Yeah, maybe even a one. Mm -hmm. All right, so we both did ones there. And finally, the last category is Romulus's lasting impact on the world. And all this is on a scale of 0 to 10. And on this one, I think it's hard to score him low. He established the city that dominated the world politically, militarily, culturally, and in some ways, it still does. Rome still impacts our everyday. And without Romulus, yeah. Rome doesn't exist. For sure. I think... I think... I, what, what
1: score did we give Aeneas? We
0: gave Aeneas a 10 each. I th- it
1: should be a, the same and, as Aeneas. And, and Aeneas. I agree. I mean, they're both kind of... The, the beginning and the end of the same kind of um,
0: little story, right? The yeah, the same Rome, Yeah, yeah so. the same founding myth. I agree with you. 10, ten, ten for Romulus, just like we gave a 10 who was great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. So that's a total score for Romulus of of 50, and Aeneas got a 46. So Romulus actually edged him out a little bit, and he edged him out because he was more successful militarily, because we said Aeneas was sort of a military uh, wimp. Yeah, I mean, he did take a lot of L's. He got his butt kicked by every by Achilles over and over and over again. Every time, yeah. Okay, all right. Very nice, Romulus. And so that leaves us with one question, which is, does he belong in the Hall of Heroes?
1: I think that if it, it wouldn't, I think if, I think no, because we didn't we didn't give it to Aeneas. I mean, he did, he did win Rome's first war. Save the city, I guess. Is he heroic? I would say he, he could he could be a hero, but not a heroic guy, you know? Definitely not. I mean, he did lead, lead a mass um, abduction of a whole yeah. tribe. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it, hard to, it,
0: hard to it, say. It, it brings me back to the conversation we had the last time, which is, must you be good to be a hero? Must you be ethical to be a hero, or even heroic,
1: because killing his brother over a or, isn't or even heroic. Even heroic. Even yes, it's kind of a, a sly thing to do. Yep, I think that in in the in the theatric sense, he's a hero, right? Like in an epic, you know, yes Romulus and yes. How he saved Rome.
0: I wouldn't. He he's not a very heroic guy, though. So yeah, that's that's not the way we're choosing to define hero. I agree with you, and we said at the beginning yeah. of the podcast that we are going to be working our way through this definition like how do we define hero and I think it's sort of you know it when you see it and I feel the same way I agree with you I don't think that Romulus is is a hero so the next part of our of our finale here is the alternative history like what would the world have been Without Romulus, and it feels to me like it, it's similar to what we said about Aeneas. Yeah, I think it's just the same thing, to be honest. If Romulus doesn't live,
1: well, first, like Romulus and Aeneas are the same right? they're both in the Aeneid. So if Romulus doesn't exist, it means that Aeneas didn't exist. But Rome doesn't get founded. Um, Italy is, is largely ruled by the Etruscans and remains a very uh, diverse ethnic um, region, the Greeks, uh, Gauls, Salmonites, Truscans, Latins. The Latins still kinda stay as like the runt of Italy. Because I mean at the time they were just kind of like the losers in the in the corner, you know. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> and they true. get pushed around by the Salmonites and the Etruscans a lot, so uh, I I bet Latium eventually gets overtaken by the Etruscans, just like it did in real life, and uh, maybe Italy never becomes the cultural center of the world for, for years,
0: and we all speak Mandarin and Arabic. <laughs> or, or we speak Farsi, because the Persians end up dominating, or... True, maybe
1: maybe the uh, the rise of the Arabs and the Muslims never happens. Yeah. We all
0: speak Farsi, and uh, we're zoroastrian That would be interesting. And we jump over fires on, on New Year's. Yeah. I kind of kinda of like that idea. Or we
1: all eat noodles and, and, and puffy pop stickers every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Agreed. All right. So without without Romulus, a world without Romulus is a world without Aeneas, which is a world in which classical culture really as we do- know it. Yeah, it doesn't survive. Yeah. It never in never really evolves. World. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. That's an impact. And that's our episode. But before we wrap up, I I wanted to say just a couple things, Mateo. One is that we've been getting a ton of feedback. Thank you so very much to the people that have been listening. I think we've had over 100 downloads now in the US. We have a couple downloads in the UK and Israel. Thank you so much to everyone for listening and thank you for your feedback. We've received good feedback, and we're trying to incorporate it. So please keep sending us messages and helping us get better. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, some of the feedback has been many people have said they would like more female heroes on the list or heroines, and so we've made an effort to add them. You'll see probably five or six more that were not there last week. So we there's more material that we can cover to hopefully make this a little bit more balanced in terms of male and and female heroes Um, uh, but do keep in mind that we're limited by the sources and the sources just they're kind of the the Romans were chauvinists and Roman historians were chauvinists and there's a limitation but we're gonna do our very best and um, that's basically that please keep listening to us on iTunes or Podbean or Pandora Google. We're all over the place. We're also on Twitter, Mateo. I don't know if I told you, but I got us up and running on Twitter. Good. So if people want to tweet us, and please do so. Follow us at Lost at Lost Roman Heroes on Twitter, or I guess it's called X these days. And uh, that's it. Next week, what are we covering next week, Mateo? Next week we are covering. Let me check. Now,
1: www.lost.com, we'll be covering Lucius Junius Brutus.
0: Yes, Lucius Junius Brutus, who was the man responsible for booting out the last king of Rome. And establishing democracy. And establishing the republic. So that's going to be a fun one. And that's coming to you next week. So we're we're trying to do a podcast a week, either on Saturday or Sunday, and so you'll be hearing from us again next weekend. And that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Matthew. Mateo. But the robot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I went roboty again at yeah. the end. Sorry, I'm trying really hard. I'm still Matthew. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, everyone. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye.